The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Super Bowl 56 Dallas, the Los Angeles Rams are the Super Bowl champions and win their first ever Super Bowl in the city of Los Angeles. St. Louis does not count. Are they the Lakers? No. Are they the Dodgers? No. But they've now joined the club of the elite of the Los Angeles Kings, of the Dodgers, and uh, of the Los Angeles Lakers, the UCLA's of the world, um, USC, the Rams have now earned a spot at the table. All right? Are they made men? No. We'll put this in mob terms. Are they made men? No. The Dodgers, they're, they, you know, the Dodgers are like a, a made family. All right? Uh, the O'Malley's, they're made. <laughs> the buses, they're made. They're made men. They're made men. Um, but... The Rams are now, you know what, they're part of the club. All right, they're part of the crew right now. Are they made? No, they're underlings. The Rams are now the Dodgers and the Lakers' underlings. But I'll tell you what, anybody that knows the Los Angeles market knows the Rams are a hell of a lot more popular now than they were about six hours ago. I'll tell you that. All right? (laughs) I'll tell you that. And I'll tell you what. You better stock the shelves with Cooper Cup jerseys. You better stock the shelves with OBJ uh, jerseys. Rams get it done. Bengals cover. Uh, you know, Cincinnati finds another way uh, to lose a heartbreaking Super Bowl. Uh, they've now been in three Super Bowls, and all three losses have been, like, excruciatingly painful, and they've all been the same. Every one of their losses. You know, we can go over the, the, the timeline and the history of what happened in 1982, uh, if you want. It was the same damn thing. Right, they were beating the San Francisco 49ers. Joe Montana got them late. All right, we can go over what happened again. What year was that? 88, I think it was. Uh, in 88, same damn thing. All right, they, they had them. We let them off the hook. They had them, and Joe Montana beat them to John Taylor. And it was 2016. This time it was 2016. They were leading. Man, you got to play 60 minutes. That's the Buffalo Bills. And listen, nobody loves the Buffalo Bills as much as I do, but just stop it, all right? Just stop it. 
Oh, only if the Bills, oh, if the Bills you know, didn't blow it the, with 13 seconds. And what? Number one, they did blow it. All right? They did. So, not well, oh, if they didn't. And what makes you think the Buffalo Bills wouldn't have lost to the Cincinnati Bengals the following week? Right? Like, you know, I saw a Bills fan on Twitter saying, oh, they should have the Super Bowl in Detroit uh, every year, so there's never any, um, you know, home field advantage. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I know. As a, I'm a lifelong Buffalo Bill fan. Last time I checked, we have the same amount of Super Bowl wins that the Detroit Lions do. It's funny how, like, people don't look in the mirror ever. I see, like, Lamar Jackson's on Twitter taking shots at Eli Apple. Bro, you suck, Lamar. You're not even in a Super Bowl. All right? You can't go three weeks without getting hurt or throwing an interception. Like, dude, you're one of the biggest playoff chokers ever. You're taking shots? Come on, bro. Really? Like, I swear, man, when I saw that, you know, I see players taking shots. Michael Thomas is taking shots. You don't even freaking play, Michael Thomas. What are you running your mouth up for? You don't even play. Anger management class. This is Force Rage. I am Ratsy. Back in black. We're back in the studio. Let's do this thing. Shout out to the city of Los Angeles. Shout out to the Los, uh, Los Angeles Convention Center. Shout out to the National Football League for a first class experience at Super Bowl 56. Uh, but now we have a game to break down the Los Angeles Rams. Win the Super Bowl. Game stays under the number. The Bengals end up covering uh, the number. But I tell you what, I think it was a pretty bad spot for the books. All four sides of the teasers ended up hitting. All right, and everybody, you know, it was like 60% of the, our poll uh, respondees all had the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that was pretty much the, you know, the, the thing out there, Bengals plus the points. But also a lot of people had the Rams on the money line. They had Rams and teasers. They had the Rams on the back end of alternate plays. You know, I'll be curious to see what happens when it was all said and done. But you just know that the sports books are happy that it didn't end in a 34-31 win for the Cincinnati Bengals. And whoever put that uh, together, whoever idea it was to make a fake Simpsons uh, final score prediction, you just made sports books about half a million dollars because of that. Think about that. People, like someone makes a fake Simpsons gif, and people bet over half a million dollars on some prop in like 350 to 1 or whatever it was, trying to beat the books for over $50 million, and the books end up getting the last laugh. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the books I don't think are laughing too much, although the game did stay under the number. Cooper Cup joins Emmett Smith and Terrell Davis, the only players in NFL history to record 2,000 yards from scrimmage and 20 touchdowns in a season, including the playoffs, and then also win the Super Bowl. Uh, basically, there's a lot of Cooper Cup stuff that, wow, Cooper Cup just did what? Cooper Cup won the receiving triple crown this year. Cooper Cup won Offensive Player of the Year this year. Cooper Cup won Super Bowl MVP this year, as we told you before the game that he would at plus 550. Jerry Rice is the only wide receiver in NFL history to do all of these things in an entire career. Cooper Cup just did it in a single season, which means Cooper Cup's better than Jerry Rice. Pretty clear. Jerry who? What? Come on, man. That was so long ago that didn't count. Cooper Cup and LeBron, the two greatest athletes in the history of the world. What a season for Cooper Cup. Triple crown. Offensive player of the year. MVP. Remember before we told you only three times uh, had the leading wide receiver in the NFL been in the Super Bowl and all three times they had won. Mo Cobb steps up and in. Nick Lewis returns. Papano. This is Sports Rage. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Whoa, yeah! Wow! Hey, man, my voice is shot, but it's actually better when it's shot. See, I, whoa, yeah! See, like I'm, I'm like a singer. It's like I'm on tour right now. It's like uh, the old days on 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 tour in a metal band, Homicide and Corrupted Youth. My voice would like deteriorate as the tour would go on, like off the air. Um, off stage, etc. But whenever the mic is on, we can bring it, baby. Uh, we can bring it. All right. And speaking of bring it, we brought it hard on a Pat McAfee show on Friday. That was a, a once in a lifetime opportunity and a thrill right there um, to be on that set. And um, you know what a week. And McAfee's just owning everything right now. And not only that, so we went on. We kicked some serious ass when we were there. And we also said that Odell Beckham would score the first touchdown of the game. In front of millions of people. And he did at plus 900. That was badass. We also told you before the game uh, started that Cooper Cup was going to win the most valuable player. That was super badass as well. But, listen, we interviewed a million people last week. But I think SportsGrid's very own Megan Payton, a great addition to the network, I might add. Uh, we need to get more of her on the air. Um, Megan Payton, I believe she said 23-20. And I remember saying, oh, that pays like 190 to 1 or something crazy because I even had the score up. I'm pretty sure she did. I want to check the tape, but I think we got to praise Megan Payton uh, for, for nailing the correct score of the Super Bowl. Not an easy thing to do. And speaking of not an easy thing to do, Mo Khan was a hell of a wide receiver in his day. Not as good as Nick Lewis is joining us later. Uh, but, yeah, you were, you, were, you were pretty good, Mo. You, I hear you're all right. Uh, <laughs> you're all right. Hey, but you know you know my boy Nick, he could ball. Uh, he, he could ball. Nick, Nick and I are very close friends, Gabe. A six degrees separation. So, so Nick's a great guy, and he's going to be a great guest with you tonight on this show tonight for sure, my friend. Yeah, I just told him. I said, hey, we're on the Mightier 1090 ESPN. So, uh, we're not just serious, Nick. You know what I mean? He's, he's crazier than I am. So <laughs> he's a cool dude. He's a very yeah, cool tell dude. Me, hey, yeah, but I look forward to his take on Odell what happened. But how about this? This season for Cooper Cup won the receiving triple crown. Yep. Won the offensive player of the year. Won the yep. Super Bowl MVP. 
Jerry Rice, Mo, is the only wide receiver in NFL history to do all of those things. He did that in his career. He's the only person to ever do that in a, in a career. All right, win, win a triple crown, win offensive player of the year, win a Super Bowl MVP in the same year. Cooper Cup just did it in a single season. Unbelievable season. Like one of the one of the greatest seasons of all time by any player in the history of the National Football League this year by Cooper Cup. Yeah, he's he's what I would call a poacher. He's a poacher of yards, receptions. He's just such a good term. Yeah, and he's a scientist out there. That's what he is, Gabe. Like the way that he came into this league from Eastern Washington, and I looked at the draft class the year he got picked. I think there was ten or twelve receivers taken before him. Um, when you look at the list, there Corey Davis being one of them, John Rossman another. Uh, you wonder how this guy slipped all the way down to the third round. But like he found the perfect location in LA. A great quarterback in Matthew Stafford, and he worked on this craft. If you read that ESPN article that came out uh, two weeks ago, uh, his wife sacrificed her education to work two jobs for him to become what he is today. So this is a great story, uh, a great feel-good story of what Cooper Cup is as a professional athlete and the human being on top of that. But I just think for what he has built up now, and you hope for Matthew Stafford and for where he's at, that these two guys could be a dynamic one-two punch uh, for the next three, four, maybe five years at the prime of their careers. Well, I think anyone, I, you know, I don't know about Stafford, but I agree with Cup. That's where I'm going to jump off this train. I think Stafford's lucky that they dodged his bullet tonight. Right, I don't know. Like you know, like he won the Super Bowl. We give him credit, but man, yeah, that was that was shaky, bro. Like you know what I mean? That was sort of like a pilot. Like whoa, bro. We had, you know what I mean? You're driving with your friend. It was like holy crap, man. You nearly just killed us, but you got us home. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those. I think that's the best way, best best way of putting it. But you know, just unbelievable. Great term that you used there, Mo. You were watching Super Bowl. You know, great term by poaching. Like he sort of just finds that soft spot. And so great, those little, not the explosive yards after the catch, not the McCall Hardman type, oh, I'm the gone type thing, but just just sort of that, I should be tackled, but somehow I'm going to twist, move, swirl, twirl, do whatever it takes to sort of pick up another three, four, five yards on this play. And they all sort of act, don't they? They they do, because what what Cooper Cup does so well is selling the route. And you you can ask Nick Lewis about that, right? How someone sells a route with their feet, with their body expression, how they're able to make a DB fall on their heels while they're backpedaling. I think for what he's done, and, and these aren't those routes that he cuts off your game. These are precise routes. When someone says to run seven yards, he runs seven yards at that perfect moment and is able to time it up perfectly with his hand-eye coordination. And I just think for him to fit into the Sean McVay system, he has utilized it to the full extent to what he is as a receiver. And you saw that tonight. I mean, when Odell Beckham went down, when Van Jefferson couldn't step up to the play, when the supporting cats couldn't step up, when OBJ went down, Cooper Cup came up for the fourth quarter. He was the closer. He was that guy in that 12th round or that fifth round of a UFC fight that came up with the big uh, big knockout blow to win that game. Think about that play, the, the, the jet sweep to get that first down. If they don't get that first down, since he has the Rams on the corner and can knock him out for the blow. I just thought in terms of what they did in that fourth quarter was remarkable. That 15-play drive definitely was time-consuming. And also, it forced the hand of the Bengals. And you saw at the end, even though there's a lot of ticky-tack calls going forward against both teams in the final drive, Cooper Cup was the guy that they were going to go to. And he had that finishing instinct to kill off the Bengals at that moment. And now he's got that ring in his finger. All right, we've actually got, surprisingly enough, some... 
somewhat reasonable questions and comments in our chat tonight. Props to you guys for that. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> props to you. Although no, Danny C. Uh, you know, so I like the reference, but no, uh, Stafford was like uh, like a Sully landing in the Hudson. No, 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 no. That wasn't Sully's fault, man. A bunch of birds hit the damn plane. There's nothing he could do. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> his fault they ended up in the water, right? Stafford was like the one to put the plane in the water in the first place. But one of the funniest things ever, Danny, it's just one of those things you have to be there. Once I was standing with Mike Cardano in Hoboken, New Jersey, and beautiful town, Hoboken. It's right on the other, it's like right on the other side of Manhattan type thing. <laughs> and we're standing there. I don't know, we, were, we came out of a bank. I, I remember, like, I swear to God, we, I remember this. We came out of a bank. And I remember, like, we had to find, like, a TD bank. All right? So we, we came out of a TD bank, me and Mike Cardano in Jersey, and we're standing there right by the water. And I look over, and you can see, like, the Freedom Tower, you know what I mean? Like, the, uh, you know, what was yeah. with the World Trade Centers. And sort of a beautiful day and stuff. And just out of the blue, he goes, he goes, you know, we're standing in the exact spot. And he points. He goes, that's where Sully had crashed in the water, right? <laughs> you have to be there, Mike. You have to be there, Mike. It was one of those, just out of the blue. <laughs> like, we're looking, and he goes, you know, that's where Sully crashed the plane. I just started cracking up, man. I'm like, really, huh? Man, I said a lot of things. A lot of things happened at Hudson, Mo. I'll tell you not, man. Like, <laughs> I was on a ferry once. I missed a helicopter crash by like seven minutes. Literally, I was on the the next ferry. I was on two ferries after, like 15 minutes after, and it was so casual there, Mo. I get on the ferry crossing the Hudson, right from Manhattan into Jersey. It's a great ride, like six minutes, nine bucks or whatever, super fast. So I knew the guys on the boat and stuff. And I get on, I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, man, I said, I just heard that uh, a helicopter crashed in the Hudson. And they're like, yeah, 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 man. They go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just fished them out of the water, man. <laughs> right? like, so imagine, Mo, that casual. They, yeah, they're like, yeah, we fished them out of the water. And I don't even think they missed, like, their round, bro. You know what I mean? The boat just kept going. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, yeah, we fished the guy. I was so, that, only in New York, bro. Just so casual. Yeah, yeah, we fished them out. We pulled over and got them out, out of the water because it was a soft landing. Like, he sort of came down and, like, uh, and was hovering around. I was on the. I saw it after. Like he came down, and it sort of. Psh, it was like a low, uh, sort of a low crash. But he landed. Like he didn't land properly. He landed in the water. And he started floating and stuff. Something always happens there. I'm glad nothing happened. Great job by law enforcement, keeping everybody safe in Los Angeles. Behind the scenes, there's always a ton of threats. Good, great job, guys. Moe and Mo Khan on the other side. The late night anger management class continues. This is Portraits. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
turn on his two on the stop. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Late night anger match requests. This is Sports Rage. I am Maranci. We're kicking up Mokan in the house. We got a great show. We got my band a little bit later on. Nick Lewis will step up and in. Southern Arkansas. Little love. Little love. Uh, Southern Arkansas. The U uh, in the house. Uh, Nick is a badass. All right. The guy's crazy. Uh, he's badass. I think he's voted one of the toughest football players ever. <laughs> like, nastiest dude. And like all this. He was a load to take down, man. Uh, this dude, a load to take down. And as Mo Khan joins us, you know Nick. He also works with like a lot of wide receivers coming out of college, getting ready for the NFL and NFL draft too, doesn't he? That's right. Yeah, north and south of the border, uh, and he does a lot of work for the youth to get them ready for their for their first off. Yeah, a lot of Utah Ute guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he, he get, get the guys ready for the D one college uh, scholarship offers out there, and then guys want to go play pro ball. But I'll tell you one thing, Gabe. Nick Lewis knows how to party, my friend. I've gone out a couple times with this man, <laughs> and uh, we've got some epic stories. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, yeah. I got party. I party with him too, but I don't remember too much. <laughs> 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 Same with uh, who's the guy, David Duval, the, the kicker from Auburn, too. That guy, man, uh, he he can party too. <laughs> Although I put him <laughs> under the table, but that that's another story. I don't know, he's working. Uh, you said use, but I think he did actually work with the Utah Union. I don't know it was Cal, whatever. Like. I I've, you know, we'll catch up, but I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl with him. But nevertheless, um, so one thing you know, we were saying, I see people talking about uh, the mattress guy, uh, the mattress guy that um, that how much should he bet on this game tonight? Uh, what, what, how much should he have on this game? I know he's he's on like a, a fifteen million dollar loss run right now. All right, like every side that he takes, he keeps losing. But there's a lot of bets that people don't know about with this dude. Yeah, he's hardcore, man. This guy does bet for real, and I can tell you, like, point blank, when I was in Jersey at the FanDuel Sportsbook, he walked in, and he tried to bet. I forget what game it was. I forget what game it was, but he tried to bet, like, literally $40, $40 million, Mo. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, he came in, and he was like, yeah, I want, I want a, a Mattress Mac. Uh, yeah, put $4.5 on this game uh, on the Bengals. All right, so um, all right, it's up to uh, no. Let's see, it was up to uh, nine point five million actually. That's the thing with this guy; he keeps betting every day, everywhere. He's, you know, so when people are saying, "Oh, he had four or five mil," I guarantee you, man, this guy had like twelve mil on this game today. He's not even telling you about all of his plays because I know he went in there. He wanted to bet forty mil. Now FanDuel is big time, but nobody's taking forty million one book, right? It's just too much liability. So. I think, because not enough action coming in on the other side, it's just basically too much, like 40 mil. Now, they did do it, but basically not in one state. You know what I'm saying? Like they, I think they took 10 or 12 in Jersey, and they told them, go to Pennsylvania next door, and we'll take another five there. Like they sort of filtered them out. But, like, I'm telling you, this guy is hard freaking core, man. And he also wins. He does great stuff in the community as well. Uh, but it is quite the losing streak he's on, and I kind of knew the Bengals were doomed. But it's amazing, Mo, how the Bengals keep losing these heartbreaking Super Bowls like this, going back to 82, to Ken Anderson, when in the Ken Anderson days, and Chris Collinsworth, et cetera. Collinsworth knows all about it. Um, right. The John Taylor catch, 
Oh, there's John. There's uh, John Candy, the famous story with Joe Montana. And here they have the lead with under two minutes left in the Super Bowl again. I think all three times they've had the lead in under left two minutes. And they keep losing. Utter pain. What did you think? Uh, now let's uh, so a couple of guys brought it up in the chat to uh, talk about it, and I agree. What did you think about the first penalty that was called? Seemed to me to be a pretty weak call to call at that time, bro. Yeah, I felt it was a makeup call uh, because if you remember the play prior to that inside the 10, uh, the Ram receiver was impeded and they didn't call it on that. And I just thought that, that Ron Torbor's crew yeah. had some weird uh, penalty calls and he tried defending, like, you know, why wasn't that Tegan's call for the face mask? We made that big play to open up the second half. There's a lot of weird calls game in this matchup here. I just thought the officiating crew did not do a good job to handle it. Think about, think about this here, game, right? When Aaron Donald body slammed or threw, uh, tossed out uh, Joe Burrow out of, the, out of the football field like a bouncer from a club, uh, there should have been penalties thrown because Spain punched Donald in the face. You saw arms being thrown out there for fists and whatnot, and no one called the penalty. And they played on, and the Bengals, whatever, did what they had to do in that situation. But I just think in that whole context, if you want to gain, gain control of the football game, you put down a couple of OCs, whatever you might call at that moment, and it'll shut things up from both sides of the, of the football teams involved. And I think in that case here, I think they overcompensated for the fact they didn't do it then with the whole Donald uh, punch-out situation on the sidelines. And I think in the fourth quarter, where it mattered most, the crucial importance of this matchup, uh, they made some weird football calls. But guess what now? The Rams are the victorious team. And look, the Bengals can't blame it on that drive. They had their chances, Gabe, because let's go back to the second half here, right? They opened up the second half. Big bomb for the score for T. Higgins, right? They pick off Matthew Stafford. They go eight plays for 11 yards, a field goal. Then they go punt, 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 and then turnover on downs. They couldn't produce the kill shot when they had to after the first two drives where they produced 10 points, and they allowed the Rams to stay alive in the football game. And guess what happened? They lost this matchup when they could have killed off the Rams in that second half. Sports Good Radio Networks, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, San Diego, kicking it. West Coast style, baby. What a beautiful, what a beautiful state. What a beautiful stadium. They should have the Super Bowl there every year, actually. There's a new stadium in San Diego. Put it there as well. The Chargers should be back in San Diego. But nevertheless, a um, lot of stuff for to break down still here. Let me just throw it out here. Uh, new York Post now just uh, reported. So, uh, yeah, Mattress Mac placed a total of $9.5 million on this game. That's that we know about, too. So, that's what he told us. $9.5 million on two separate bets bets were placed. I don't understand why he didn't take the damn points. Like, he took the money line. All right, he would have gotten back $16 million, $16.15 million. Um, but, But, of course, he only had the money line. All right, so like I said, this guy goes hard. And, you know, it all started as that mattress uh, hedge, right? Hey, if the Astros win and blah, blah, blah. I remember years ago, that was the first time he bet. And he moved the number, Mo. It was the Dodgers and Astros World Series. And there was a big, you know, the gambling world, everybody talks. And there was a massive, like, line move, bro, (laughs) right on the games and on the series is, and people are like, what the hell is going on, man? Right? Almost like this got to be, like, it's, well, it's not fixed, but, like, what's going on? And it didn't take long. It was a couple hours. People are like, oh, my God, like, the what's going on? So much money's coming in on Houston. What's up? And then it came out, no, it's a mattress, dude. 
like the first time everything wasn't legal in all the states. So he actually went to Vegas to do it. So he laid four point, he bet, he bet like four and a half million or whatever on, on like a game and in the series. And it was massive line swings. And it was because of him. And he had the mattress uh, promotion thing going. And, you know, they, they ended up winning and he's all happy. But now the dude just likes to bet. Like, there's no, like, there's no, too, like, there's whatever. That's all the guy does. I mean, right. and he's having fun. Like, good for him. He's an old man. He's made his money. It's not hurting anybody. Guy's a great guy, Mo. You remember during, like, the floods and stuff in Houston, Joel Olstein didn't open up his church. Mattress Mac had people sleeping on the couches and mattresses in the store, man. He opened up his store to people to stay, and he bought food for them and stuff. The guy's nothing but class, that guy. Right. I remember that story. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and look, uh, for what, like, he can do whatever he wants with his money game. That's his business, right? If it means gambling stimulates his mindset and thrill for sports, hey, more power to him. And maybe one day he does win the big jackpot and he goes out on top for what he has earned from his living. I tell you what, I think he's due. I think he's due. And even I took, a, I even took not a putt shot, but I tweeted out, "Oh boy, he's on the Bengals, right?" Because just because he is on a, on a losing streak right now, he keeps betting on the underdogs all the time, right? Or the team that he likes. Right. So it's, it's catching, like it's catching up to him, man. But he keeps taking the dogs. He's looking for the big payday. But come on, Mac, just you know what I mean. If you would have taken the point spread, you would have won your money. You would have won it back. So what's the next thing this guy's gonna bet on? He's, what, he's gonna put like ten million on Villanova to win the title or something. Well, well so, that's the next big thing, right? The March Madness next month, and then the Masters two months, right? Those probably oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty events coming up. I don't know if he'll pick the Masters. So, do you think Aaron Donald will retire now? It sounds. I think he probably will. Sort of seems like, you know, he sort of seems like he's there. It was leaking before the game that if they win, he's going to be, that's it. And sort of, you know, he said, man, this is it. He's done everything there is to do in his life in, in the sport of football, except get that ring. He just got that ring. And no one who get that ring, bro, he kicked the door in like a SWAT team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you see the SWAT team, like, raiding a house with that thing, the battering ram, the door. Let's call it out for what it is, bro. Aaron Donald in that D-line, he's the one that, like, saved their ass, bro. As soon as OBJ went out, they couldn't even get a first down. Aaron Donald in that D-line. And our boy Jalen Ramsey, man, he was getting lit up like Snoop Dogg uh, is lit. Like that halftime show was lit. Man, yeah, talk to yeah. me about Aaron Donald. Man, was he good in the biggest game of his life, man. That's what a Hall of Famer. First uh, ballot Hall of Famer. There won't be any... Uh case to prove. You just say Aaron Donald and that's it and he'll go Canton no, no matter what. Like he was the chief destroyer of that Bengals offensive line tonight. Uh, what he did to do, to penetrate through, to burst through, to have that killer instinct to go to Joe Burrow and get off his mark in that second half. Again, we go back to that point I made right before when he threw Burrow outside of the football lines into the, into the sidelines and got punched in the face that woke him up because two plays later, he got a sack. Next drive on the final time, he got himself a second sack. That was all. Don't you think the right team? Is this it for him? What a way to go out. Exactly. You're going on top. You could tell he loves his kids. He's got a couple beautiful daughters. I have two, three kids. Go out on top. Mola Mokan on the other side. OBJ gets a ring. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. What we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Let's roll. We let them off the hook. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Super Bowl 56 style. Nick Lewis will step up and in a little bit later on. We got Babano. We got Mo Khan kicking it right now. Talking about Aaron Donald and whether he'll retire uh, or not. There were reports uh, before the game uh, that he was telling people on the team that he's going to be done. Like that if they win, he's probably going to retire after. He's only 30 years old. Right? But I've always said, Mo, it's the one thing, man. You don't have to stay, right, until you're broken down, bro. You know what I'm saying? So like a casino, man. Like, you, you're allowed to leave. You know, like, you know what I mean? You're allowed to leave, and what more can he accomplish? Are they going to win next year? They could. If I if – listen, I can't speak for him. If it was me, if I was him, in my opinion, I would play some more. I would play, but I wouldn't, like, hang on forever. I was sort of like, we got to run it back. I owe it to my teammates to run it back. You know what I mean? I owe it. But he doesn't owe them. I get it. He just won it for them. So he doesn't owe anybody anything. He doesn't owe the Rams anything. He doesn't owe anybody anything. He's got to think about himself and his family. But he's only 30. He's not that. He's not injured. He's not beaten down yet. I think, you know, run it back and tell the Rams, listen, I'm on a year-to-year thing here, okay? Like, I'll, I'm, I'm going to sign a one. I'll come back for a year, but, you know, don't, don't like, count on me forever here type of deal. I totally respect his opinion no matter what he does, but I'll tell you a story, Mo, and you saw I was on Media Row all week. You know what was real cool? I met uh, Barry Sanders. How cool is that? Right. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I was on Media Row all week, and I spoke to a player, uh, Dave Anderson, former, former Bronco in Texan, uh, Colorado State, all-time leading wide receiver. Uh, great player. Colorado State um, uh, uh, Ramah Hall of Famer. So he's going to come on tonight, but he's at the game. He's running as a high roller or whatever. So, you know, he's at the parties and stuff. So he's at the, I think he might come on tomorrow. He's at the game. But he told he was on media row with us the other night, and he told me, went to a commercial break, and during the break, he said, man, it's been a long day. He goes, man, he goes, I never should have went golfing with, the, with all those Hall of Famers today and stuff. <laughs> and, and I said, why? What happened? He goes, well, we started playing, man. And he goes, every one of these guys bends over. They can't walk. They're all hurt. He goes, man, they're bending over to get their ball. He goes, man, this is going to be a long round of golf, right? <laughs> he said how it took forever playing with all these old NFL guys because none of them could walk. So that's where I'm going, Aaron Donald. He does love his children. He's played, what, eight years now in the NFL? Already a first ballot Hall of Famer, Mo. Won a title. This is it. I don't know. I, you know what do you think he's going to do? Uh, I really think, Gabe, that at his age, right, we saw Patrick Willis retire at the apex of his career when he could have gone two or three more years, but he realized the wear and tear of the position that he plays a linebacker was too much. 
Look at Aaron Donald, Gabe. He is going up against 600 pounds of beef of either a center-guard combination of blocking him or someone coming at him like a torpedo. It, it is a human car crash every single play for a guy of his size, of his ilk. He is committed to this game, Gabe. You've seen his Instagram videos of how he trains every off-season in preparation for what would be a, a taxing season. And now moving towards this off year, you're right, though. At his age, he can retire at the age of 30 years old. Three young, gorgeous kids, uh, you know, loving family that he has. He's based in L.A. and Pittsburgh. Uh, he can go into coaching. He can go into broadcast. That's how uh, charismatic he is as a person, as a human being. You're right, Gabe. In 20 years from now, does he want to wake up where he can't get out of his bed because his knees are shot or his back is completely done here? And, look, if he does come back, the Rams are going to actually clear off $40 million of dead cap space from Jared Goff from Todd Gurley and others who were... Oh, there. they're going to be paying, Mo. Like a Vegas party, they're going to be paying for this win for a while. The bill isn't due yet. It's going to come in for the next four years. Right. <laughs> right. They'll have that window, though, where they can clear off $40 million to bring it back. Like You talk about bringing it back, right? They can bring back Von Miller. They can bring back OBJ and bring in new parts here. So if Aaron Donald sees it, we're, look... I can get some, some some respite where I can bring in some backups here that can take maybe uh, 10 more plays off my game day uh, average I would have in the regular season, then, yeah, I will come back. But let's not forget, Gabe, right? The NFL's at 17 games. They probably will go to 18 games in the next two or three years from now. Great call. 17, you know, 17 games, Gabe. Think about that, right? That's an extra 60, 70 plays on your body that is wear and tear. So I think for Aaron Donald now, he's going to enjoy the moment. It would have surprised me. I think it would, but I would not be disappointed because he, you're right, he has done everything possible as a player for individual success and as a team success as well. What is there left for him to do at this point? He can run off into the sunset and move on to the next phase of his life. Uh, $21.5 million dead cap as far as Donald is concerned. And I tell you, Mo, if he retires, he really loves his family because he's walking away from <laughs> he's walking away from twenty one and a half mil, and that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm looking at his contract here, so he's got twenty one coming, and then it goes to nine, and then four and a half. You got to take the twenty one on the way out, bro. You got to take the twenty one on the way out. Like you know what I mean? Like take the twenty one yeah. on the way out. But great call by you. And I tell you what, Sean Payton brought that up, Mo. Sean Payton brought it up. Uh, the longer season, and he's a coach. He said, man, he said, it's a grind, this stuff. I'm kind of, you know, I was already burnt. He admitted, he goes, I was already kind of burnt out as it is. And now they got 17 games, and he said they're, they're adding 18. Right? He even said it. They're adding, they're adding 18. Peyton said it. And he goes, I just, it's too much. Like, you know, like people don't realize that, man. The mental toll it takes on these coaches. They don't see their kids. They don't see their wives. They're all divorced, Mo. Like, it's not easy, bro. You know what I mean? It's not easy at all. You've read stories about these players and coaches, what they have to go through. Like these coaches get to the facility three, four o'clock in the morning and don't leave till eighteen midnight. hour days, twenty hour days, eighteen hour days. Exactly right. There is no life. People like you know Sean McVay. We take that as the example right now, Gabe. Right? He's thirty six years old. There's been this whispers growing that perhaps he might retire and go with Amazon or maybe to ESPN and, and become a TV analyst like John Madden did when he was the Raider coach and then retired to move on to TV. The thing is, right, a lot of these coaches now, and a, lot, a lot of these players now are more cognizant of the fact that, look, I can retire with my health intact and go into my post-football career and be successful at it, whereas maybe 20 years ago, Gabe, when we, when we looked at players that go 14, 15 years, that was considered to be a proper NFL career. Now it's about six, seven, eight, nine years that you retire. You can say, you know what? 
yeah, that's a proper NFL career, and I can move on to the next phase of my life. Terrell Davis got to the Hall of Fame. Tony Buscelli gets to the Hall of Fame. Uh, both those guys had injuries that cut short their careers. But guess what, though? They played six to eight years of dominance, and now they're, they're in Canton. So I think for Aaron Donald, he can say to himself, I'll be in Canton in five years from now, and I can move on with my life. Mo Conkey with us. I tell you what, so we're talking about Aaron Donald, 30 years old, Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer. And, like, yeah, so he can make 21 and a half mil if he plays one more year. And I would. It's 21. Like I said, try, try to repeat. And if you don't, just retire after. But I get going out on top as well. And another thing is, Mo, he's made $97 million, bro, in his career. <laughs> like, before so, like, and, yeah, before endorsements. And not to mention, like, he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to cash in, bro. Like, his autograph, like, for the rest of his life, bro. Conventions, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's set. He's set. So... At some point, and I get it, twenty-one million is a lot, but what's the difference between ninety-seven and one hundred and seventeen or something? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, at, at that point, you're rich, Mo. So what? Do I need what? It's another house? I don't need another house. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if you watch The Simpsons, Mo, but it was like the old guy yeah. that wrote uh, the wrote uh, <laughs> wrote Itchy and Scratchy, and he was homeless and stuff. And after. They said, uh, Chester, they said, Chester, you can make more money if we sell the rights to this stuff. He goes, I don't need any more money. I got my, I got a gold house, solid gold, everything. Like, yeah, yeah. He goes, right. I got all I need, right? Like, <laughs> like seriously, like, if you only got $97 million, think about it, Mo. I don't care who you are. Like, oh, that's 21 million. Like, Mo, if you were $97 million, I'm not going to do something I don't want to do for another 21. I'd be like, whatever, bro. I already have 97 million. I don't need your 21 million. You know what I mean? I can make it if right. I wanted it in investments. I, you know, I'm not like dead. I can still work. I can get 5 million a year from a TV network. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, so I can understand being in that position. If you already have 100 mil plus, who cares about another 21 million? You know, and let's not forget, Gabe, right? You mentioned before it, there's no guarantee that they'll get back to this point again next year. The NFL is so hard to look like the Tampa Buccaneers. We talked about them, how they brought back everybody from the team from last year's squad. And they got bounced down the second round by the Rams. If the Rams are to bring back everybody, there's no guarantee they'll be back here because a injuries could be a factor. B guys can say, you know what? I might give myself a bigger payday elsewhere. And it's just so hard to have that come through again. And look, if Aaron Rodgers stays on, on, on the NFC side of the bracket, that's a tough road to go overcome because of what he's looking for now at his point of his career. So I think for Aaron Donald, he'll probably survey what is available for him. And for the Rams right now, they got to figure out, first and, first and foremost, Andrew Whitworth. Will he retire? Because that's Oh, he's another one. Oh, he's yeah, going he's he's to retire for sure, bro. He's 40 years old. Oh, he's retiring for sure. I guarantee you he retires. For sure, and they got to address the left tackle issue, right? They got tonight. If I was Stafford, I would retire too. I would walk too. Hey, if I was Ramsey, I'd retire after I got lit up like that today, bro. Ramsey's the lucky one, man. <laughs> and look, here's the thing, right? They could have run the football tonight. That one has to be addressed in the off season because they can go. They cannot go into the next year with the same cast of characters because they got bullied in that football game against the Bengals front four. And again, there's so many moving parts for this Rams team. So that's why it's going to be a huge off year for Les Snead and for Sean McVay to decide what do we do at our key positions here to make sure that we can reload and come back to this point again next year when this game is playing in Arizona at this time. Mo Khan uh, throwing it down with us on the late-night anger management class. So next up for NFL football fans, NFL draft, quick check right now, Aiden Hutchinson plus 150. 
uh, to be the top pick. Evan Neal, plus 250. Evan Neal would make more sense for the Jags, to be honest. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau checks in at plus 500 right now. Uh, but Mo didn't take long. FanDuel has numbers up for next year. Kansas City Chiefs are the favorites. I don't think they should be. I think the Chiefs are going to be in trouble moving forward. Um, Buffalo Bills are the co-favorites. They're both set plus 700. The Rams are 12 to 1 right now. Cowboys will never win. They're 12 to 1. Packers will choke. Aaron Rodgers will leave, and it doesn't matter if he stays. They're chokers anyways. San Francisco, always dangerous, but now they're in Trey Lance's hands at 15 to 1. Cincinnati Bengals, 20 to 1. I don't really like anybody here. Baltimore's 20 to 1 to 1. Denver's 22 to 1. Chargers, 24 to 1. Tennessee Titans, 24 to 1. Cards, 24 to 1. And the cards are falling apart with Murray right now. I'm not saying this because I'm a Bills fan, because I got to tell you, I didn't think the Bills were winning the Super Bowl this year. Everyone, oh, I'm sorry about your Bills. I said, do you ever hear me tell you they were winning the Super Bowl? I never said they were going to win the Super Bowl this year. I thought they were going to get there. I honestly thought the Bills would make it to the Super Bowl and lose. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought all along. And I'm almost glad they didn't make it to the Super Bowl and lose because now we still can get there. <laughs> you know what I mean? We would have lost, I'm telling you. We weren't ready. We couldn't win without Trey White, Mo. You know, the Bills could I say we, but the Bills couldn't win without Trey White. It wasn't going to happen. It right. didn't happen. Next year is the year. Now they're really pissed. The chip is there. Next year is the all-in. If I'm the Bills, I do what the Rams did. If I'm the Bills, I do whatever I can do. I get everybody. It's all-in next year. We've got 30 seconds, Mo, so I want you to think about it during the break. We'll get you out of here on the other side. Yeah. Just two minutes. Kansas City, Buffalo, uh, Rams, etc. Who are you thinking about? Are you thinking outside the box? A longer shot here. Word is on the street reports. Florio and uh, Pro Football Talk reporting uh, that Carson Wentz is out in Indy. Uh, all right, man, there's going to be a lot of quarterback moves. Late night anger management class. The season is done, but we're just getting started. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Mo Khan with us just for a couple more moments. Always great catching up with Mo. Great insight, Mo. We appreciate you. Uh, we got Nick Lewis, Babano joining us. We got a great week of guests. I think Garrett Blunt should uh, join us later. He's one cool thing about uh, Media Row. We made a lot of great contacts, and I don't want to have it where we just have these guys. I don't want to have it where we just have these guys um, on the show on Media Row, etc. Right? Like D'Angelo Williams has to come back, man. That guy was just too funny, man. Uh, you, you know, like I said, D'Angelo was probably the best guest. The Venezuelan Vixen was great too. UFC and props to our boy Matias. Great job, Matias. Uh, Matias is the one big UFC fan, so he's like, man, Venezuela, and I was like, get her, get her, and not everyone did, and uh, great job, and it was crazy stuff, we'll get to it later, but UFC actually retweeted, the, uh, put us in the picture, their official picture uh, on their UFC uh, Twitter feed, uh, super cool, so Mo, 
Crazy stuff. I like Buffalo next year, 7-1. But here's a, you know, I'm thinking outside the box, and I want an outside shot team here from you. Who you think, you know, the sleeper? I have Chargers. You're going to say the Chargers? All right, Chargers, 24-1. I'm going to yeah. say Seattle Seahawks. I say that Wilson has one run left in him. And if they just got a good play caller, they could actually win games. But you say the Chargers, talk to me. You think the Chargers, imagine that. Rams one year, Chargers next year, talk to me. You like the Chargers. Chargers were a field goal away, perhaps maybe a touchdown away from going to the playoffs this past year. Uh, their team, how they're built on a rookie contract with Justin Herbert. If they, they got better at the O-line position here, if they can get some more playmakers on the defense, I think that can really help um, offset what Joy Bosa had to go through this past season. They had things ready to go here, Gabe, and I think they're a team to watch out for in the offseason and how they can build it back up and maybe jump over the Chiefs for the top crown in the AFC West. Denver will be interesting to see what they do with the quarterback uh, position. Checking in at 22 to 1 uh, right now. Mo Khan, always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Thank you very much, Gabe. And honestly, we all good football team, my friend. Mo Khan, the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. We ain't done. We ain't done, son. Two levels left. Bring it.